0: Hey, 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 chicas, welcome to The Lavelda Show Women of Power podcast, the show where women share their personal power tools, the techniques, strategies, and ways of being which have enabled their success in life and business. I'm your host, Lavelda Vincenzi, an international MC and host and female speaking business coach on a mission to unleash authentic, powerful female voices onto the world. This is a girl chat show like no other, as all my guests get real raw and authentic whilst sharing pure gold nuggets of wisdom. In today's episode, we'll be uncovering the power tools of Dr. Catherine McAleese. Dr. Catherine is a high performance mindset coach, sociologist, psychotherapist, and disc personality profile practitioner with entrepreneurial, corporate, and sporting clients worldwide founder of mind to win and creator of Mental Mastery, she has built a successful business in the entertainment, pet and coaching industries and is a dynamic keynote speaker whose seminars are in demand internationally. Combining systemic coaching, faith, psychoeducation and rich self-awareness, Dr. Catherine's clients come to her to live with bigger vision, bolder faith and to take braver action. She has been featured in media such as Thrive Global, Richtopia, BBC, BFBS, Clean Run, Agility Voice, Social Bee, and Leadership Voices. Her first book will be published in 2021. Well, I absolutely had to get Dr. Catherine on this show because she really does have a very unique way in how she looks at life and in particular, acknowledging in her coaching practice, the differences that are inherent in us being different sorts of beings. And so as a result, I really wanted to have a deeper dive into how we acknowledge our differences or perhaps even acknowledge our disadvantages, but don't use those as a reason for not progressing. And what she shares in this episode, what can I say? It's gonna be mind blowing. Now, before we jump into it though, If you're ready to get paid more for sharing your expertise, please use the link in the show notes to download your free copy of my Speaker Marketing Blueprint. It's your guide to building your speaker marketing assets that match and reflect your expertise such that you can increase your fee regardless of if you're brand new to speaking or if you're ready to level up your speaking career. What you'll also find is that all links shared in the show notes, either by me or special offers that I have all by my guests you will find in the notes and at the moment we have an incredible holiday draw so to be in with a chance to win you simply need to share what you're learning on the podcast tag us and follow us on Instagram the best way to follow is to follow the show on Instagram which is at LaVelda show so follow at LaVelda show and tag us in a comment and you'll be in with a chance to win a free Speaker Marketing Audit with moi. Oh, and PS, before we dive straight in, to make sure that you never miss an episode of this show, please hit that subscribe button, or you know what, just subscribe to the mailing list so that you can get the episodes delivered directly to your inbox and binge all through the festive season. Why not? Well, that's more than enough for me for now. And I really, really, really just want to dive straight into this because what Catherine shares is something that we all need. So enough from me for now. Let's dive into the show. Hey, 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 chicas. Welcome to The LaValda Show, Women of Power podcast. Well, we're back again. And you know what? I've come full-fledged. I've come like whole hog, let's make this happen. So this show is genuinely all about power, stepping into your power and owning your power. But let's face it, the world ain't created equal. We don't all have the same opportunities we are not all coming from the backgrounds that give us the resources to be able to hit the ground running and we've spoken about this from different angles this year you know i've had different guests on who've spoken about how to be able to approach things when perhaps you did not come from a privileged background but this guest today she don't take it to a whole nother level hmm hmm so i met her on instagram And she floored me when we started to have a conversation about the differences that people face. Because you see, particularly in entrepreneurship, there seems to be, when you look at strategies and tools and ways of moving your business forward, those strategies and tools and ways of moving your business forward never account for your background, do they? They never account for whether you have learning disabilities. They never account for if you come from an underprivileged background. They never account for being female and having baggage around what that means in terms of who you have to show up as and all the other responsibilities that they have, they don't account for that. They just say, take these 15 steps. Not my guest. No, 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 no. She makes sure that your strategy accounts for you and the background and baggage and cultural upbringing and differences that are just inherent from where you came from because you are unique and we don't need to fight against it. We just need to acknowledge that sometimes The world just ain't equal, but that's not a freaking excuse. It's not an excuse for not showing up. It's not an excuse for being half of who you are. And so it's a conversation that, let's face it, we need to have. So I need to bring her on board. And we need to have some real talk about the realities that we be facing and how we can maybe navigate those a little bit differently so that we can show up just as powerfully as people that we feel like have got a better head start. So please welcome my guest today, Catherine McAleese.
1: (laughs) I'm delighted to be here. Thank you for having me, Melta.
0: Girl, I'm... people don't know this right we met on instagram through a chance like we have a mutual friend it was like a chance like slide into my dms moment
1: <laughs> yeah it was completely serendipitous because it was, and, i think yeah it was
0: random and, and absolutely
1: fabulous so
0: <laughs> and i love a bit of slide into the dm action i just think sometimes you can meet some incredible people and the first voice note that you like one of the first ones that you sent me where i was asking you what it is that you do Um, because I just wanted to kind of get to know you a little bit more. And you started by telling me, like, you work with, you know, dog owners and dogs. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And then you told me I take the same thing and I apply it to entrepreneurs. And I was like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Then we went to voice notes and I was like, Oh, Hmm. so Let's just go back there for a moment. So you started working with dog owners and supporting them. Tell us a little bit about that first. And then I'd love to know how that transitioned into working with business owners, because we're not puppies. Although sometimes I think maybe maybe we act like them.
1: We all like a cookie for a reward, you know what I mean? We all like <laughs> click and treat, it works. <laughs> so basically, so what happened uh, when I set up the, the mind to win side of what I do, uh, I just returned from the US. Uh, I'd done my grad school training uh, as a therapist out there, uh, marriage and family therapist, systemic psychotherapist in UK terms. And uh, I came back and I was watching my, my parents have a dog training place and they've had it forever. Uh, And there was a dog agility uh, competition going on. And I was watching people that I knew with my little therapist hat on. And I was watching these people that I knew competing and the same stuff that was mentally getting in their way in the ring. I was going, yeah, this isn't about competition. And so because people in Northern Ireland, I, you know, for those listening who don't maybe know Northern Ireland, it's not that we don't talk about our problems. It's that we don't even admit we have problems that we might need to talk about. Like culturally, you know, you know, the whole time I was trained as a therapist in the States, I'm like, no, 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 you don't get it. It's not that we don't talk about our problems. Like we're not even at a place where it feels safe to admit we have problems, right? So I'm looking at it going, there is no way in heck I'm getting somebody in to do therapy work. But I wonder if I could take my therapy, you know, training, bring it into more of a coaching vibe, call it for the dogs, you know, wink, wink. I can help you compete better because I knew I could. Yeah. I wonder if they would come to me so they could compete better. And that's, that's literally where my business began was like a way to go. Y'all need help. You won't get help. How can I help you access that without losing face? That was it that's where it started (laughs) and it went global i love
0: that i love that and the reason i love it is because i often find that sometimes we can see the problem really clearly and then we just want to like get the solution and shove it down people's throats like (laughs) Like, and and they're not ready for it. They don't acknowledge it. They can't see it as an issue. It's not something that they're looking to fix, even though by fixing it, they would get the result that they want. Mm -hmm. But to come at it from a perspective that they're like, look, I just want to, you know, I, 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 all these other things that you can see the link to, you can see the mental blocks, the programming, the behaviors, the mindset, the belief, you can see all of those things are really what's stopping them from being fabulous, but Mm -hmm. they're not looking for that. They're not looking for shrink. They're not looking for somebody to get into their head and fix that. They just want to compete better. And so I love that you had that clarity so early to just say, I'm just going to give you what you want. I'm just, I'm just gonna sell you exactly what you want. You want to compete better, that's great. Yeah. Now that now that we're agreed, that's what you want to do, that thinking, it's the thing, it's the problem. <laughs> like, but I'm not gonna start by saying your thinking's the problem. So let me solve you, let me sell you the therapy, because we're not open to that. So I, you know, I just think it's worth pointing that out because I come across a lot of people who are struggling in business because I can see the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, clearly. clearly. And then they're angry that the client can't see the problem and won't buy it because they're not looking to find that solution, darling. That's that's not what they're after.
1: That's it. But it's it also comes back to you know, and I agree with you. It and and the other layer I would add to that is that there's a cultural, you know, that from the get go, that cultural piece. Know who you're dealing with, you know, and if you just look at that person as if, and you know, I'm forgive me, I'm in danger of you know fast forward and going off on a rant again, but. You know, if you just look at that person as an individual, you know, without reference to everything going on around them, you're gonna miss the mark. You know, you cannot have the impact that you're capable of if you treat that person as if they exist in a bubble. Because, spoiler alert, people don't exist in a bubble, you know? What? So for me, I, what? I, sorry, I hope you're all sitting down for that one. <laughs> you know, like, so. the the trouble then is that if you are, if you are myopic in your gears, you are not only limiting that person, you're also limiting yourself. So for me, I mean, there was a piece of it was like, how how do I get these people to get the help they need? And it's like, yeah, I'll talk about mindset, but I'll tell you that, you know, this is about you competing better. But I know in my heart, when you start doing this world this work, it doesn't just impact that area that you came to me for. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, the Dr. Catherine side of things the, the live bigger, bolder, braver came into being because people would come to me to compete better. And what do you know? They would suddenly have the confidence to go start that business or they'd ask for the raise, they'd get the promotion, they'd, you know, set healthier boundaries and change their relationships. And it was like, duh, that's what happens because unfortunately we have this idea that somehow we compartmentalize and, you know, my business is over here and my hobbies are over here and my relationships are over there. Mm. And, you know, no, you're one person work like that. You have one mind and what's going on in your world. It kind of leaks out, you know, whether even if you wish that you could just leave your relationship problems in the car, when you go to work, right? It, it don't work like that,
0: you know? No, it's, it's useful to know as well. Cause it's like on the one hand, we want to kind of have these boxes as you're speaking. I think we've got two conversations here, really. We've got the, com- I mean, it's, I, I love it though, but we have the conversation from a business perspective. Like I'm a woman in business and I'm looking to niche and I want to get a greater impact. And why am I not connecting with my clients? And then we've also got the conversation of I come from. I'm a woman in business, and I'm competing against competing. I'm. I've done the air quotes, by the way, yes. ladies. If you're if you're listening in, and you're not you're not on our YouTube channel, I've done the air quotes. You're competing against other people in the marketplace, and you're not quite getting the action. Or what's happened is you're taking strategy after strategy after strategy after strategy, but you just seem to be getting in the way of that strategy. Like, what yes. can you do? So. I kind of want to look at both of those things because most of the listeners are going to be people who are in business. And so that side of things is going to be quite helpful. And for those who aren't in business, it's still useful to understand, but understanding, well, how do I show up more effectively when there are, when I'm taking on different strategies and they're not working, how do I know when it's the right one for me? So from a marketing perspective, because I feel like that's where we kind of, that's the road we ended up going down. I'm now really curious, Alstät. how does Dr. Catherine qualify a niche? Like, what do you think niching is? Because it's a thing that every person is talking about. you got to know your niche. And, and, and there's this interesting dynamic of, well, should I now be niching on other parameters, perhaps, to understand, it, you know, the cultural context, et cetera. So how do you look at niching now? I'm very, I'm very very curious or niching. If you're in the U S niching yeah. or niching, let me be yeah. global. <laughs> so honestly, I, you know,
1: full disclosure, I, I can't say that that sort of thing is something I've done with any great, um, you know, pre designed desire, you know, I, I, I'm very passionate. I trust my gut. I have a really good gut. Um, so I tend to go where the spirit leads. I'm, you know, faith is front and center for me. So that, you know, if I, God tends to deal with me with a two by four to the head, like there's nothing subtle about it. I I apparently don't pick up subtle hints. So for me, you know, there's usually a two by four to the head moment that goes, Oh, okay. This feels all right. Okay. I feel like I'm being directed this direction. Let's do that and see if I'm going in the right direction and, you know, wait for the next two by four. Uh, (laughs) So, so I can't even, you know, I, 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 it's I wouldn't advise other people to do things that way necessarily but for me you know there's there's people I love working with and there's people who are going to enjoy working with me even I mean you know like I say I'm a Jesus girl you know front and center and yet it's amazing how many atheists like love working with me you know I'm I'm, I love that You, you know I we live in a time where often it's so tribal you know and it ends up being like my camp's over here and if you don't agree with everything that we believe you ooh outsider boo you know and and the other side's like you know there'd be dragons and and you know we can end up so split with no nuance whatsoever and it's like you know what I'm old enough to remember when we used to be able to really disagree about things and still be good friends you know and Mm -hmm. still work well together and still be able to honor you know what 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 we did take from relationship and it wasn't based on some kind of narcissistic you need to be exactly like me so i i think for me like i've i go with what what lights me up you know the the doggy thing was accidental but it, it it had me curious you know it was a new direction oh and i am a sucker for pioneering yeah like to do things differently so there's there was that piece as well i will admit that bit um so there was like oh this is this is something that it's a dilemma Mm. and I have the skills to do something about it and I've never been one if I see a problem and I have a solution for it I'm not one to sit back and go oh like when I was uh was I 21 I set up my first business uh, of my own um which was a dance recruitment agency at the time there was none in the world um so it was the first of its kind and it really came about because there was no such thing as sick leave back then and I was teaching dance and choreographing and what have you and one of the ladies I worked for, she'd had a hysterectomy, and two weeks later she was back teaching ballet. And I was like, "That's not right. Like, you shouldn't even be driving, let alone jumping around like a lunatic." Two weeks. Two weeks. Bonkers. Wow. Like she was, she was a force of nature. So you know. But I was like, "That's not. No, come on, boys and girls, that's not right." And that literally was where it was like, "Well, why don't I do create an agency?" And the amount of people that were like, "Oh, I thought of doing that," and I'm like. You don't get any points for thinking about it. Never claimed that I was the first person to think about it. I was just the first one to get up off their hoop and do something about it. Mm-hmm.
0: I, well, I think there's freedom in what you said, because sometimes I, I like there's Sometimes for me, just having somebody say oh, you can throw out the rule book, like yes. you don't you don't have to have this full rule book. It can just be this is who I love working with. And these are the people who genuinely enjoy working with me. So I just want to find more people like that. And occasionally somebody comes into my space who doesn't fit my necessarily typical um, client avatar, for want of a better word. But there's a resonance there where I'm really excited to work with them. They're really excited to work with me. And so I just trust that. I think there's a lot to be said for I'm not anti strategies, by the way, no. I have them. I have strategies, I have tools, I love them. But sometimes actually for me personally, at least mine is my intuition. If it feels good, I'm doing it. And if it doesn't, I don't question it. It doesn't matter how good it looks on a sheet of paper. The answer, cause anytime I've done something that doesn't feel good, I normally do. I normally realize later why it didn't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, normally the lesson comes a little bit later and I'm like ah shoot that's why I wasn't supposed to do that and so it's quite freeing actually I think in some ways to have somebody say you know what I just went on my gut and for me that works yeah and you know the
1: thing the thing as well is that I'm really passionate about is is questioning you know not not just for the hell of it but to interrogate the the assumptions that we work from you mm-hmm. know and it's it's something that I work really hard with with my clients on of like okay what what are you assuming here what what have you taken for granted you know what are the shoulds that you're operating to what are the templates that you're working to do you even like those you know what I mean do they fit your values yeah you know, like if if there's a platform that you loathe and detest and their ethics are in the toilet and you really, really don't like their ethics, why would you go give them ad money? Like, why mm. would you do that? Just because some guru tells you to stop that. Yeah. Engage the brain. Come on, people. You know, and we're just not trained to do it. We're not trained to critical think, which, by the way, I am making sure is in my mastermind because it's so essential but you know we're not taught a lot a lot of the time to think through to what end I mean that's one of my favorite questions you know Mm -hmm. okay you're gonna launch five times a year you hate launching to what end what is the point yeah you know oh you know I want to get a seven-figure launch to what end why does that matter to you who gives a rip yeah you know and at what cost You know, because every yes is a no. That's a good
0: one. At what cost? So like um, we had a quick conversation just before we got on here in terms of questioning things where I have recently had this like aha moment for myself. So I sit back, back to the question of launches and how one does launches. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest. I personally have a love, hate, hate, hate relationship with launches. I am working on it. I play games with it. I play a game with my launch process to kind of go, how can I do this in such a way that I can find something that's authentic to me? And my little like light bulb moment, cause it's not even a new light bulb, it's just a bulb that got brighter, shall I say, is I sat down and I thought my problem with launches is it feels like I'm putting myself in a pressure cooker. I don't operate well in that pressure cooker situation where it's a lot of things that feel like obligation that I need to get done that I'm not excited about doing and they're all under a time crunch. For me, it doesn't work very well. For some people, they love that process. But for me, the way that launch process has been taught to me, the my implementation of them has had it be a pressure cooker situation. Mm-hmm. And I'm not against the steps. That, I mean, there are certain things, phases that need to happen in order to close the sale. Right. But it occurred to me, like, um, I do not, it doesn't actually matter what strategy I use. It literally doesn't matter. It, it kind of, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what people, It makes no difference. I make more sales, the more present I am. I make less sales, the less present I am. The more stressed I am, the less present I am. The less stressed I am, the more present I am. It was kind of like, huh. So it really doesn't matter how many emails I send. It doesn't matter what time I send them. It doesn't matter where I use Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram or none of them. It doesn't matter what I put on a sales page or if I have a sales page. It doesn't matter if I use a long form page, a short form page, a couple of emails, an Instagram Live, a Facebook Live, a video. It really doesn't matter. What matters is the version of me that I bring to it. And so that was my kind of personal aha moment coming back to question those assumptions. And my assumption was, I need to go through all of these steps in this way. And in doing so, that means I must sacrifice, I must sacrifice two weeks of my life to the launch. And I don't like doing that. (laughs) It's, It's actually what it comes down to. I don't like doing it. It doesn't feel nice to me. I don't enjoy it. It's not cool. So what if I could still have the same process, but not have to sacrifice my life? What would that look like?
1: Exactly. And I think that that's it is that, you know, we've, we've been so well trained into following courses and listening to the gurus and all of that. And, and heck, you know, the marketing's marvelous. And I've bought a very good share of, of expensive courses and all of that. But the danger is that we never stop and think, and particularly as women, the way that we are socially conditioned growing up We're not well trained to listen to our own voices. You know, we're often far better acquainted with the skills of being the emotional caretaker of everybody around us, you know, and and assuming the responsibility for the emotions and actions of people around us. Uh, And so we're often really, really poorly trained at paying attention to who we were created to be and how she would show up. know on her own merits yeah you know and and we lose a lot of creativity that way you know because if we're busy showing up as if we were the meal guru uh you know the you know that that sort of typical archetype there's a lot of embedded assumptions in that Mm -hmm. and there's an awful lot in those shoulds that come with that, you know, with that model, with those strategies, da-da-da, that without nuance, without context, what I've witnessed, you know, and going in there and you know, laterally, then I, I my PhD was in sociology. So you know, still very obviously very systemic. That's my thing. And so you know I, I would be in these courses theoretically as a student and end up sitting back and, and watching the dynamics in the communities and going this is hurting you because you feel shame you feel like you're less than you feel like there's something deficient in you and what's worse is that often what I was seeing was this gas uh, gaslighting and and what I would term a spiritual abuse Mm. that if you're not doing well your mindset just isn't where it needs to be you know if you get your mindset right and then you can manifest the snot out of whatever you want and i just i have this little like laminated bs card that i like to you know hold up um it's it's metaphorical it's not real uh and, and but that that gets my bs card flying because mm. it, not everything i mean and i teach mindset i am well versed and actually well qualified to teach it. thank you very much which is more than can be said for some of these folks um <laughs> But not everything can be explained away by mindset,
0: you know. And there's lots of nuances as well when you talk about mindset. <sighs> yes. I think I think it's very easy to kind of take a big brush and just put a big swipe across it and say mm-hmm. your mindset. I mean, I a friend of mine actually, she was a, a guest in season one. Harriet um, Whaley Colin put a post up saying "toxic posit- positivity" yes. um, just earlier on today, and so I think when I say there's nuances and mindset, not everything is improved by just being more positive <laughs> it's not necessarily a positivity thing that is, is that is the answer to it it's it's understanding what's going on in your mind and understanding whether or not it, it is actually serving you or it's harming you and sometimes being more positive is the answer but sometimes sitting in the pain is the answer you know it's not necessarily let's sweep over this actually sometimes the mindset work is to sit with it and go why the heck am i avoiding this feeling what is going on that it's a feeling that I just continuously reject what if for once I just sit in it and fully be with it and fully experience it what am I scared of and sometimes that's the work that takes you to the next level it's not quite so I mean the work is nuanced and I'm not I'm not anti-expensive coach yeah I pay for expensive coaches they've done me good (laughs) I'm not going to sit here and say don't pay for expensive coaching Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that brings us really nicely to the second part where I said, well, you know, there's a marketing side in terms of how you engage, but how do you then recognize whether or not something is the right fit for you and what your needs are?
1: Okay, so I'm just going to switch back a little second to the, to the previous bit because you're, you're absolutely right that the, you, I, I 100% agree that there are times that we need to sit in the pan. What I mean when, it, when I'm saying it's not always mindset is that structural inequality piece, that piece that actually, when different people's voices are privileged differently, when they're valued differently. That's true. You know, so when you've got... Even even take it. Look, I'm not down on men. We need men and we need men to step up and be their best selves like we need women to step up. So I I always get a bit about, you know, women who who come on and go about men because like, no, stop that. We've had enough of that. It doesn't work you know, inequality does not beget equality. So, you know, just cause you slap down the other side doesn't really actually help anything. No, it um,
0: doesn't make so. it any better at all. So there's no point, you just, right. you're just reversing it. It makes no sense.
1: Exactly. But when you have, you know, a, a white man with the privilege inherent in that telling you, well, you just need to be as confident as me and put yourself out there. That's, that is ignorant, frankly. And that is speaking from blind mm-hmm. privilege, because for a woman saying exactly the same things, having the same, if not more expertise, their, their word, their, their presence is not necessarily treated as equally. So you ignoring that or pretending that that doesn't exist is, you know, ignorant or disingenuous, pick, pick your poison. But either way, it, it's not flipping helpful.
0: Yeah. It's not healthy either. It's, it's just, it's not the reality of the life that we live in. And that doesn't mean that you should sit back and kind of say, well, my voice is not going to be heard as much, but, but we need different strategies and techniques that at least acknowledge that you may not get the same level of result immediately from doing exactly the same thing because you're coming from a different position, or you may need to take this strategy and apply it slightly different, because the environment in which you work in is not going to immediately be like okay cool great Sharon's spoken up today we should listen to her you know (laughs) it may not it may not just might not be like that in your world Mm -hmm. Um, and so yes having that confidence and navigating the space is important but I, I love that distinction of actually you have to pay attention to the the privileged position in which sometimes these voices are coming from because they're speaking from their view of the world and their techniques work very well for people like them, (laughs) but but you may not necessarily get exactly the same results in exactly the same way because the world does not hear your voice in the same way that the world may necessarily hear their voice. And so you might need to bolster that with slightly different structures and strategies, I suppose.
1: And even, you know, even beyond, the the business piece it's of honoring who you are and what you may have actually overcome thank you very much mm-hmm. you know uh to get where you are now uh and and, to, and being honored that you are in fact in a different position it doesn't make the you know the white male uh, a dreadful person i'm not saying that at all but acknowledging on both sides you know acknowledging that there are currently differences there are extra hurdles that some people have to go through get over that others don't ever see in their way you Mm -hmm. know that are cleared out of their way and and it's so it's that honoring piece and that that you know i'm obsessed with the context and the nuance and all of that so um you know that that for me is is massive so to to go to to what you're talking about uh, asking me about in terms of who do you decide to work with
0: well, how do you, you know, knowing this, knowing that I can see that I might have, let's say barriers or nuances or different challenges. Yeah. How do I then make decisions about what's right for me without that becoming a without be without taking on the shield of being a victim i can't because oh you know they're privileged and i'm not privileged because yeah. i don't believe in that bs either no to no, no. With you. no like that that to me i don't buy but how do we then evaluate what we need to best support us um and best best help us to move forward do you have some tips for me i think it's
1: a filter you know i think i think awareness is huge so it's it's why I bang this drum so hard, and will continue to keep banging it harder and louder for as long as the good Lord spares me, uh, because it's not taught, and I'm sick to death of seeing individualistic nonsense um, put out there as wisdom. It is it is so comforting to be selfish and you know borderline narcissistic it can feel so nice to just make everything about me and i'll just think about me and i'll you know uh ascend to this super spiritual level that i never have to think about anybody that's crap i'm sorry but that's nonsense you exist in this on this world and if you haven't seen it before this year look around you know what we do affects other people and vice versa so extract head from derriere anytime you're ready and let's you know start thinking more systemically right so for me the awareness of that you are part of the fabric of eternity right i mean i don't just even look at it in terms of your life you have been put on this planet at this moment in history like gone at a point putting you here now there's a reason why humanity needed you to show up at this point in history not later Mm -hmm. not before now this is your moment to be part of the thread of of you know the fabric of eternity and so and i believe that every single one of us have the opportunity to leave a legacy that long outlasts us you know multi-generational legacy I'm, I'm greedy i don't just want to you know impact in this life it's I, I want an impact long after i'm you know feeding the worms you know what i mean so so for me that the awareness of that to think about your life in that way to think about yourself and the influence that you have because I, I, I exactly seems i'm not No, I have no time for victim thinking, you know, I have a lot of sympathy for people going through stuff that's different. Yeah. People who are, you know, who choose. Using
0: it, using it as a reason for why they can't show up as to why they, you know, yeah, you, you, we have, we've had challenges. Everybody's had challenges to varying different degrees, some more than others. And when you're in it, it feels just as bad, right? It doesn't matter how big it was when you're in it, you know, it feels big, but, but it's whether or not that definition of that then becomes, look, I can't because of, I don't buy into that, but I do acknowledge that we're not all we don't all come from the same space, and sometimes some people's roots are a lot faster than others. Um, but my view is empowered is when you can see your ability to transform where you are right now, and that transformational trans- transformation will be different things and mean different things for different people. It's not a one size fits all, absolutely. So, so how then do we look at The the gurus that are out there, you know, the support that's out there, the structures, how do we find our best way of navigating those structures with our, our baggage, our cultural upbringing, our background, our mindset, our history, our whatever it is, how do we navigate that in an empowered space with our baggage, making the choices to attach ourselves to people who are best going to be able to support us. It's a big question, isn't it?
1: it? Yeah, it's a big question. I could take all day on this one. Uh, (laughs) My brain's like, ooh, 20 different ways to answer. I think for me, one of the big things is that no matter what you've been through, you have strengths, you know? And, And some of us who've been, you know, when you've been through something really horrible, sometimes the very fact that you're still here it might not feel like a big thing, it might not feel like a good thing, but it speaks to, it testifies to a strength, to something in you, you mm-hmm. know. And I love finding the the strengths, you know, that I call them like your the gorilla, you know, warfare that yeah. you know that you don't feel it, like it doesn't feel like you're winning, it doesn't feel good necessarily but your actions show, you know, Mm -hmm. I used to talk when I had back when I was doing clinical work a million years ago, and I would have like a suicidal teenage girl to sit with. And I would, I, I would always ask, you know, why haven't you killed yourself yet? Right. Which sounds the most shocking, dreadful question, but it's not because when you unpack it, it goes, look, you feel awful. Your life sucks right now, but you know what? That's not the full story because there's something in you that has kept you alive like what's that i'm excited for that bit what's what's that what's that exception what's that strength and it's the same for all of us that you know you have you are unique in the strengths that you you hold you are unique in the stories that you can tell the the places that you can navigate other people through this world you know if you are someone you know and i don't want to talk about the seven eight figure of things like because people get caught up in in that and it's like no 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 you you can influence people in a big bad way so one one example really small thing when i moved back from the states i I had a guilty pleasure job it was the weirdest thing i worked in a um it was while i was studying for my phd i would sit in this nightclub cloakroom right which was actually in the club itself so you know earplugs in and i'd be reading books for my phd of course,
0: because that's where you would study. Uh,
1: of course, yeah, right. Naturally, you know, it was. I I got through so much reading; it was amazing. Um, but but I also made a point of seeing the people that came in front of me. You know, and and I I wanted them to feel seen. So even though I was just doing this like you know minimum wage type of silly little job, it's like no, these are precious people. You know, in in my worldview. Every single person is made in the image of God, male and female. That's kind of a big deal to me, right? Life is important. People are important. Uh, And there's one girl in particular who stands out because this one night, I, you know, I said, hi, and how are you? And I made a point, I always make a point of getting eye contact, um, which works in this culture, I know, and others it doesn't. Um, But in this culture, you know, it was like, and when she actually took eye contact with me and I was like smiling at her and, you know, like genuinely waiting to hear, how are you? Something shifted and it was like like nobody had seen her in so long. And you could see this weight like just lift off her. And it, it really knocked me for six because I was just trying to be nice, but I wasn't mm. expecting something of that gravity. That's the sort of thing I'm talking about. Because people get caught up in like the, you know, being an influencer and like having millions in your following. Forget that. There's people around you right now who just need to be seen and like, you know, I was ranting to you before we came on or we were both ranting about before we came on, you know, that we have this opportunity to be that to each other, even while we want to market, you know, to genuinely show up, genuinely give a monkeys about the the real life person at the other end of the messages. You know, so uh, I've not probably answered your question at all, but for me, the strengths piece is, is such a huge bit that, you know, we can get so lost in our baggage and, you know, what we don't have. And, and we're not very good yet. I'm working on it at connecting the dots and going, yeah, but what can I do? What have I survived? What mm. have I come through? You know, what strengths do I have in other areas of my life that I can bring to this current situation? And and for me, connecting the dots is so powerful and so helpful in lowering an unhelpful shame as well, you know? Oh.
0: Do you know what? There's so much to be said for focusing on what you do have. So um, I can't remember the episode number, number, but Sean Young, um, mother, homeless for seven years, uh, runs multiple very successful businesses. And so we had this conversation and she was like, look, when I needed to raise money, I just started teaching pole dancing classes in my flat like my council flat <laughs> it's not as and and I didn't have the money to do the place up so I just did up the places people could see and I think often I mean it's a beautiful point there in terms of how do you select people I almost want to say, look, if looking at them has you feel shame about a certain part of who you are, they're probably not the right fit for you. And if looking at them inspires you to become more of who you are, they probably are the right fit for you. If you're doing it to hide from some version of who you are or who, you know, you, you, you want to get away from something, it's probably not right for you. Um, because we all know there's certain people where it's like, I'm just inspired, like being around them gives me energy. It makes me excited. I want, they make me want to be a better human. And there's other people where you just, you find yourself going, but I can't do it like them. Like there's this shame. It's shame's the right word, right? There's like a shame trigger that goes off. If that's happening, you need, "Mm, that's not your person. Mm, No, boo-boo. That's not, they ain't for you. There's somebody else who's out there. It doesn't matter how many millions they made or didn't make. It doesn't matter how big their strategy is. It doesn't matter that their strategy has worked for millions. It ain't going to work for you if what they bring up in you is a a sense of shame or a sense. And and the sense of shame could be making you feel bad for being where you're at or making you feel or, or, or igniting a feeling that you aren't able to connect with their approach because their approach requires A, B, C and D. If they can't meet you where you are right now then they're not for you right now it's kind of i think that's a really beautiful thing to remember in terms of that we have that ability to do that connection for ourselves and knowing what we have and what's available to us right now and connecting with people who can support us where we are with what we've got that has us feel like we have hope and gives us ways in which to move forward that's your person and they don't need to have a big old title. They don't need to have six gazillion figures. They're just sent to help support you where you are right now to get you to the next level. And they could be for a season, a reason or a lifetime girl. Yep. You know, you just, you just got to roll with it. Mama Mia. Okay. So I'm (laughs) going to ask you this next question because there's so much in that. I mean, we could be here for days, Um, deconstructing, reconstructing, getting political and unpolitical and all of these sorts of things. But I honestly, I think a lot of these things are boiled down to a few simple principles. And when we can just honor those principles of, you know, listening to our gut, as you said, like, you know, being able to hear that and freeing yourself from it having to be exactly as somebody else says, and acknowledging whether or not it brings up does, does it inspire or does it ha- does it trigger something in me that has me feel less than? And if it's triggering something that has you feel less than they're probably not your person. So I'm now curious then, um, given that we both work in this space of empowerment and 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 not being a victim, but acknowledging that we we ain't all on exact we've had different journeys to get to where we are today from different backgrounds and different different sets of resources, right? and none of them are better or worse than the other. We just have, we're different. That's the beauty of life. What is it then that you think makes a woman powerful? What do you believe is the essence of a woman's power? (laughs) So, I mean, like I
1: said, for me, I do firmly believe that women are made in God's image just as much as any man. And for me, when we are being who God created us to be like, you were dreamt up in joy, designed Mm -hmm. with purpose, you know, and and this is why I believe that God loves you and craves relationship with you and put you down at this point in history, you know, because there's something that you can do in your uniqueness. I do believe that when, when you are being that person, you know, when you are fully showing up as God intended you to, oh my gosh, you're unstoppable, Mm. you know, I, 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 there's a fierceness, there's a pace, there's a wildness, let me tell you, that, that comes when you are rolling with God, like it is not for the faint-hearted, uh, <laughs> you know, when you are being that person, it won't be conventional, it won't be a uh, boilerplate or template or whatever, you know, whatever plate you want to call it, it won't be one of those, you know, it'll be spinning off in some, some different
0: direction but it will be exciting and it'll be vibrant and people are going to be drawn to it because it's different
1: and because it fits you yeah you know because it fits who you were created to be like the things i teach and you know i can wax lyrical on it's you know they bore the pants off some people because they weren't they weren't created to be me they weren't created to do with id you know there's there's some people who in the faith space or or not you know, would hate working with the people that I'm like, I love these people. Like, you know, great, happy days, you know, we're all different. And that's, that's a good thing. So when we come into the business world, we, you know, this is, this is my sort of exhortation is who did God put you here to be, you know, find her, be her, you know, and spoiler alert. It isn't just a step by step by step. The same as every other damn coach out there or, you know, businesswoman out there. It just isn't because they're already out there. They're out there being them. You know, I think as Oscar Wilde uh, said, you know, be yourself. Everyone else is taken. You know, mm-hmm. You know, he had a point, you know, he had a point. So I think that piece for me, and I would say that is, is particularly, it just takes things to a whole different level.
0: Oh, I love it. Catherine, you know, this has been a theme of this, this season. Be you, do you. I must've said that about 50 times. (laughs) People be hammering it home this season, folks. Apparently that's what we need to hear. Be you, do you, because everybody else be taken. So Catherine, I need to know. I need to know. Um, And I ask all of my guests this, uh, and especially somebody who focuses on all of the intricacies that make us who we are so that we can up-level that what are your power tools? (laughs) And by that, by that, I mean, like if we were to literally take everything that you've done in life and business and just boil it down to three cool things, and you were to say, LaValda, this is it. This is really me. This is me in a box, right? Like if if you had to box me up and just take the essence of me and what allows me to be me, it'd be these three things. What would they be? I'm curious. So
1: (laughs) it might be a little unusual, but, but they really are, you know, I don't make sense without these things uh, literally and metaphorically. So for me, the first is like, I need, I need time with God. Like, you know, I, I need to, I I'm not perfect at it. Let's be fair. But for me, you know, being able to bounce things upstairs that are way above my pay grade. Right. And, and so I get to do the stuff that I was put here to do, but, I really believe we were never intended to do this alone. You know, mm-hmm. I, I really, I, I really genuinely believe that, that when we partner with God, things, things are a lot more peaceful. They might not always yeah. be right, but things are so much more peaceful. So for me, that's huge. And water is a big thing in my world. So for me, my, like my best my best downtime with God is, is generally by water. And I'll I'll give you one wee story. So I was, you know, running, running a million miles and I'm, I'm a great one for stand by God. I've got it all under control. You know, I'm not very good at this, you know, you know, really letting go and letting God, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it's a great theory, but you know, stand back. I've got it all under control. And so I was, I was, you know, flipping myself out, uh, you know, really stressing, uh, about my PhD actually. And, uh, I was up the north coast of Northern Ireland, which is gorgeous, beautiful coastline. And, and I love a good rock pull, right? So if I'm, you know, if, if I need to just decompress, like, you know, going in, like, picking up little rocks and seeing what's underneath and putting the back and everything, that that just is a childhood memory and still brings me joy. So this one day I was there and in my head, I'm still like ranting to God and like, and this needs done and that's not right. And I don't know how this gets sorted, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going a million miles in my head, like just ranting at God, like, Ah, you know, a uh, complete hot mess. And, and I was looking in this little rock pool, and it was almost like God went, you know, it was sort of like, okay, summer down, cat, summer down. Yeah, uh-huh. And, it, it, you know, trying to get a word in. And then I just sort of like, I looked into this little pool, and there was a hermit crab. I haven't only really ever seen them, you know, you see the shell, and you know there's a wee crab in there. But, but this little crab was walking along the floor of the rock pool. And there was just something in that moment of like, yeah, okay. So all of that stuff, you don't need to be worrying about that kiddo. Just, just take a wee moment and watch this. And it was the most cool thing, you know, like I, I know it sounds maybe really ridiculous, but in that moment, it was such a, a great reminder that there's a heck of a lot that's above my pay grade that I was mm-hmm. never supposed to be worrying about. You know, it's not supposed to be me trying to control the world. And there's an awful lot of really cool stuff going on. If I would only sit down, shut up and pay attention.
0: Yeah. Oh, there's a lot to be said to shut up and pay attention. Um, I'm less religious, but I am quite spiritual. And so I kind of say, look, I get myself in trouble when I think I can do the universe's job better than it can do it like that's normally when I get myself in a lot of trouble when I'm like step aside let me get in the driving seat I normally crash into something it doesn't work very well right (laughs) so this idea of of trusting and letting go and in your context it's very religious because you know that that's that's your belief which is beautiful but for some people it might be something slightly more spiritual in terms of just stepping back and allowing and being more present and watching the beauties of life and understanding that something's just happened. You know, the, the tree does not need you to stand over it in order to grow from a seed. It really doesn't like you don't need to be involved in the process. And there are things in your life as well, in which you don't need to be imposing yourself upon it for mm-hmm. it to be so it can just be so mm-hmm. love it. So that's your first power tool. What would oh, be the second one? So my second one is sleep. Sleep is. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sleep is underrated as as a superpower, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, for me, I mean, I'm I am a former queen of burnout, so I've learned the hard way. <laughs> you know, it could have been a lot easier to learn this lesson, but but I've also always known that I'm rubbish without sleep. Like, I I I cannot function. I am like a two year old. It, it just I, I'm not even joking. Like, oh, you know, it's just. Like you know, a toddler when they get past themselves and they're just like, oh. yeah, yeah, cannot function. The world's against me. It sucks. Um. So the, so really, the world needs me to sleep. <laughs> but but having having that weakness, you know, that that vulnerability physically, has been an immense gift in going. No, you really need to understand this. Which of course, you know, we can't teach what we don't have. Right. We can't yeah. give what we don't have. So, so the real blessing is, has been that I get the privilege having learned it the hard way of helping my clients do it a, a, an easier way, you yeah. know, of, of prioritizing rest, prioritizing downtime, you know, the, the, the idea, you know, for some people they go, oh, it's a religious, you know, I have to close the shops. No, the idea of Sabbath, you know, that you take a day off you know, and, and just get downtime, give your brain some rest, give your body some rest, do something joyous for crying out loud, you know, so that the, the sleep piece of it for me is, is fundamental. And the question I would have for people is if you're not getting enough sleep is to what end, you know, what,
0: I'm going to call Why that Dr. Missing? Catherine's power question. Like to what end, my darling, yeah. to what end? Uh, I had a coach who used to say, LaVelda, even your phone needs recharging. I was like, I suppose you make a point. <laughs> like, and everything we needs a recharge.
1: That. Yeah, we would probably you know, It's going to run We've out of energy. Yeah, exactly.
0: You even know, your so- phone needs a recharge. And I, I think we're a bit more precious than our phones. So, you know, okay. we can't, the phone will function without us, but we will not function um if we don't get any rest so we do we do need to have that recharge moment what would be your third power tool so my power third tool number three three is it's all about the people around me
1: so the the people that you know I I've always felt incredibly blessed to have good counsel around me um mm-hmm. and have always made a point of listening you know, <laughs> and seeking. I money. mean, I
0: mean that's a good point. Having great people and not listening to them is not called sensible. It's called no, exactly. a bit stupid.
1: Yeah, that's it. So for me, that you know, there's no such thing as self-made. I I mm-hmm. I ab- abhor that term. Like, if you want to, you know, bring me out in a rush, that's a good way to, you know, to do it. That will, that
0: will me. be a rant for another day. <laughs>
1: yes, yes. <laughs> and I am here for that rant. <laughs> you know, the the. <sighs> You know, you're not self-made. You you grew up with whoever it was that fed you and clothed you and kept you safe to whatever level, you know, you're still here, right? At some level, somewhere along the line, somebody gave you some hand up or hand out mm-hmm. to get here. So even at its most simplistic level, it's not true. You know, your company is so important, but I will say that not just are you standing on the shoulders of the people that went before you and those who supported you to get to where you are, I would push this and I know for some people they think of company in that oh I've got to be you know with people who are at the same level as me you know that people oh, who are- I, I only hang
0: out with six figure business ladies darling anything right. less than that no I don't right. hang out with people who I don't who I hang don't out in that myself yeah <laughs> crap
1: stop that Right. There is so much, you know, and, and that to me is one of the unexamined assumptions, right? That mm-hmm. money equals expertise, that money equals value. No, it really doesn't.
0: No, no. it doesn't.
1: That's not, that's no, stop that. <laughs> I don't believe that. That's I, I, you know, again, I could rant. Uh, <laughs> that piece of who do you listen to? Whose voices do you privilege? You know, where are you being really ruthlessly honest with yourself and seeking out people who will not just tell you what you want to hear, but people but who- what you need to hear. Yes. You know, who, who will be ruthlessly honest with you? Who has integrity? You know, who, who's who knows what they're talking about in that area, regardless of what they earn, you know? Regardless of what age they are, regardless of their social media following, regardless any of that external, you know, popular BS that we have going around right now none of that, you you know, you're going to learn so much more sitting, listening to, listening to people who have been around the block a few more times than you. You know, I love sitting with older people. I love their wisdom and their life experience. And, you know, their different perspectives because of the different generations
0: that they've lived through. You know, I love that. I love love that because also it, it's back to the idea that we've been speaking about pretty much throughout this whole episode, which is question those assumptions. Question the assumptions about who actually adds value to your life. And I kind of say, when you Mm. see who somebody is, then when somebody shows you who they are, then trust it and sometimes the best wisdom might come from a five-year-old like you just don't know it's so true you just don't know so it's not age and it's not but the more of that varied background that we can have around us and the principle of it being people who are going to tell you what you need to hear Mm -hmm. and not what you want to hear and understand that when people come in your life it's it's it's, hard it's not an accident babe they're yeah. here for a reason. Sometimes yeah. it's going to be a reason you like, and sometimes it's going to be a reason you learn from. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. And even at that, you know, even when it's people, and, like, and I do believe in keeping people in my world that I profoundly disagree with on, you know, even quite important issues. Yeah. Because they challenge me to, th- to think about what I believe and, and why I hold the stance I hold. And they also allow me to ask, what might I be missing? Mm -hmm. You know, that's such a
0: powerful question. What might I be missing? Dr. Catherine, I'm not even going to lie. It's a lot. It's a lot. We're going to be reevaluating our lives, our souls, what we're here for, why we're here. What, what is it all about? Really? Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no stone was left unturned, my darling. We're gonna be real evaluating everything. Um, they're gonna be people who were listening to this and they are just having like light bulb moment after freaking light bulb moment. How does one get in touch with you? What's the best way of connecting with you?
1: Oh, come find me on my website, you know, find me on my website or Insta, like, like, like we connected. I love to
0: slide into your Insta DMs, by Uh, the way, ladies. yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or, you know, feel free to slide into mine and have a, have a real honest to God conversation. I'm more than happy to talk to people. Um, so yeah, you can find me on social media, find me on my website. Um, yeah, I'm not hard to find fabulous.
0: All the links, as always, my gorgeouses, are in the show notes. And Catherine brought gifts. She came with presents. What <laughs> you got? What you got? What'd you bring us? What'd you get?
1: So I have a free little mini ebook for you.
0: Uh, it has more of my
1: questions. Uh, <laughs> so it is about um faith and possibilities and new paradigms and this is it's kind of a primer to start you thinking even you know even if you don't share my faith you know don't worry about that it's it's about getting you to think in different ways about who you are and what you're here for and, and yeah so mm-hmm. do get that and the other thing wonderful. is wonderful and
0: you've got a mastermind coming up as well don't you
1: i do we start in january uh, it's 12 months tell because- us about that I ask big questions, right? So I'm, and we're doing it over 12 months, because I'm going places that masterminds don't normally go. So I'm literally doing things like critical thinking, the self of the leader, you know, self of the coach, uh, your accountability to power, you and your context, your values, the life you want to craft. And what does that look like uh, to, to build a, a multi generational legacy? you know, and how do you use your influence? We're covering a lot of grind So obviously you need 12 months to do that. Um, I'm super excited for it because I know that the women who come through, and we're only taking 10, we've already, <laughs> we're already filling up. I was saying we don't even have the page. Well, the page is out now today, uh, but, you know, we didn't even have a, like uh, any details out and it was already filling up, which was weird uh, <laughs> and wonderful.
0: Um, but it, it's the- because it's that good, my darling. That is why. Yeah. No, so if you're so- listening... <laughs> Yeah, if you're listening and it's really resonating and it, your mind has opened up, check out the ebook. And I really encourage you to check out the Mastermind as well. Again, in the show notes, my gorgeous. <laughs> Catherine, we're there. We are there. We have to be there. This, I mean, we've covered so much. And because we've covered so much, if there was just one thing that you could leave people with, like one thought or one question, that would be most empowering for people to be left with having listened to all of this today? What would that one thing be?
1: Give yourself permission to question the assumptions that you're faced with. Give yourself permission to disagree with a guru, to carve a different path, you know, all the pioneering isn't done yet. So
0: why not you? Why not you? That is the best word to leave. That is the best phrase to leave today with. Why not you? We have come to the end of the show. My gorgeouses. it has been beautiful. Dr. Catherine. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you you so much for your wisdom. Um, Until next time, ladies, do you be you? I'm going to keep saying it. Do you be you and why not you? Why not now? You've been listening to The Lavalda Show, Women of Power podcast. Love you, my gorgeouses. Slide into my GMs. Go and check out at LaVelda Show. Until next time, love you, gorgeouses. Mwah! Ciao.